the Leadership Lessons Podcast, hosted by Pastor Daniel Williams, a podcast to encourage and equip church leaders. Brought to you by eeleaders.com. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 24, the season finale. We've done two seasons. This is incredible. Today we're going to talk about prayer and ministry. But before we do that, can I just give a shout out to all the people that have helped me accomplish this? This is a pretty big deal for me. This is just something that God put on my heart to help people in my church, to develop them, to give them things that I thought were important, whether it be talking about dealing with um, anxiety or depression or how to be filled with the Holy Spirit, how do you plan a meeting, how do you prep and study the Bible. There are just so many aspects of ministry, and I just want to thank you for listening. Thank you for serving God's church and advancing His kingdom. If you're a church leader, if you're uh, serving the Lord, doing what God's called you to do, there is nothing better than doing that. And so I pray that this season was helpful for you. I want to remind you that all of these episodes uh, you can listen to on our podcast. I don't know how you're listening, whether it be Google Play, uh, Android lovers out there, or maybe iPhone lovers. You got the iTunes, you got Stitcher. Um, You can listen to these things or watch them on YouTube. But the hub of all of these resources is, of course, eeleaders.com eeleaders.com you can watch the videos you can listen to the videos you can even download and watch them with your team whatever you want i hope they're a blessing to you they've been a free resource to you i have other leadership quotes uh, recommended books these type of things uh, and hopefully organize it in such a way that it would bless you and your ministry and so i'm just appreciative of all you guys watching, tuning in uh, to this Leadership Lessons podcast. Uh, It's been a fun season, and we're going to go out with a bang, a fun time uh, where I interview my dad. Uh, I am so grateful for this man of God. Um, Man, it's normal. I'm a PK, pastor's kid. My dad has been a pastor pretty much ever since I've been alive. And um, it's interesting interviewing him, getting this stuff, because these are things that I've heard my entire life. My dad was the same at church as he was at the house. Um, And he is always preaching, always quoting scripture. uh, And just, it's so cool to be able to interview him and get his wisdom uh, archived and recorded. Um, A lot of the things that I do, I really have to give credit to my dad. He never pushed me into ministry. He just prayed for me and the Lord sort of revealed to him that I would go and um, be used by God in a a great way. And um, never told me that. Thanks a lot. But he wanted me to live by faith. And he wanted me to live by faith by not just telling me about these things, but by uh, exemplifying it. Him and my mom, they were the same people um, growing up, even now, as they are on a Sunday or on a Monday or whenever it is. And so um, every time he comes and visit or I go and visit him in Washington State, um, you know, I try to try to record him and uh, or my mom or someone or just um, give them a platform to be able to pour into you. And so I thought it'd be appropriate and fun and cool to end um, this season with him just talking about prayer. He is a man of prayer. He knows the Lord. He prays a lot and uh, has seen God do amazing miracles. And so I so hope some of these stories are fun for you to listen to, to hear, and that you are encouraged uh, to seek God in prayer as you do ministry. And so here's our interview, me interviewing my dad, Pastor Joe Williams from Calvary Chapel of Tacoma. Um, he's a great pastor, but he's my dad. So 
Enjoy. Well, hello everyone. I'm here with my dad, Joe Williams, and we're excited today to talk to you about prayer and ministry. But before we do that, I thought it'd be fun and encouraging for you to just give a little bit more of your story and um, how God called you into the ministry, because that's a really fun, cool way that we could start this. Yeah, um, God called me in a very strange way. I never really thought I would be uh, be a pastor. Uh, I came to Tacoma, Washington in 1982 to help someone else start the church. Um, I never thought that I would be the senior pastor one day, but God knew all the time. Um, I had had some very bad experiences in the church back in Memphis, Tennessee, where I grew up. And being a pastor was the furthest thing from my mind. Um, I had seen so much hypocrisy in the church and all of that. But anyway, uh, God laid on my heart to come out here in 1982 to help somebody else start a church. And when he stepped down, I took his place. Um, the church was about 90 adults when he was pastoring the church. So when I took over the church, I had never taught the Bible before in my life. I had never even done not one Bible study. And I'm thinking, well, why should I be a pastor and never taught the Bible before? I mean, could God be... Could he have made a mistake? Does he, you know, almost like Moses, you know, find somebody else. But, you know, I felt very uh, scared. Uh, I was very frank with the people, with the congregation. I said, you guys, I've never really talked to the Bible before. And if you guys want to leave, uh, I don't blame you because I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we could be shut down in two weeks because I've never talked to the Bible before. So. My first Bible study I taught was only 12 minutes. I had studied 40 hours for one study because I was so afraid. Uh, you got 90 people looking at you and everything got quiet. When I first walked out on the stage, everybody started staring at me like, I'm thinking, well, what are they looking at? You know, it's like, uh, and I'm scared enough. So I told the people, I says, you know, uh, uh, this is my first Bible study and I really, uh, gave it my best, but I ran out of things to say after about 12 minutes, and uh, I, really, I really was embarrassed, really. I really got embarrassed. Uh, you know, I just broke down in tears. I said, this is it for me. You know, I, I embarrassed God and everything, and I know God is done with me. But you know, seven people got saved that night. Seven people. Uh, I was looking down at the floor, I was so embarrassed, and I said, well, if anybody want to receive Christ, just come forward. And seven people got up and came forward, the first <laughs> sermon. And I had never taught the Bible before. So I just think God just uses the foolishness of the world to confound the wise. And I think if a person knows that he's not capable, and when he relies upon the Holy Spirit 100%, I think God can do wonders in that person's life. But I was never... Uh, I had never set out to be a pastor. I had never thought about it. I thought, well, uh, this will never happen to me, but you never say never. Uh, nothing in ministry, I've been in ministry 37 years, and nothing has never really worked out really the way I planned it. I had a plan, but God has always changed different things around, and that's what I want. I want His will. I want to be led by His Spirit because I have my own agenda, but many times His agenda is so different than mine, so I want to follow His agenda and not my own. 
So I want to encourage all of you guys, be flexible, be open. Uh, God knows what he's doing. If we pray to him and allow him to lead, uh, God will build his church and he will use you. He always uses individuals to be a part of his work. And he wants to use you. If he could use me, um, he could use anyone. So be encouraged with that. Yeah. And I think that's really important for us to talk about prayer because when we pray, we say, Thy kingdom come on earth as in heaven. We're actually aligning our hearts up to God and want Him to rule and reign. And so yeah. as you took a step out of faith and said, God, just use me. I got no gifts. Yeah. He actually he got you where He needed to be. That's and right. you've grown. And yeah. so now, after 35 plus years of ministry, you being a pastor, how have you seen prayer change you and affect um, your ministry? And just how is that involved right now? How did you grow from being green and never teaching the Bible to um, seeing the power of God through prayer and serving Him in those ways? Well, you, your faith grows. As you see God move, your faith gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And just because God is silent, doesn't mean that he's not working and God works everything out in his own time uh, when I prayed and asked God to help me uh, in the ministry he came through he, he gave me 15 people I had 90 people when I first started the church and I asked people like I said if they wanted to leave I never should have said that because 50 people left right away <laughs> so now I'm only got 15 people here I am a new pastor, so I'm now I'm thinking, well, you know, I just started teaching. Uh, how do you get experience? You get experience by doing it. Although you might be scared, you might be a little nervous, but you still do it. And you have to move forward if you're going to see God move. You might be a little nervous because we don't know what's going to happen. We all are walking by faith. Mm -hmm. And when you think you got it figured out, you'll find out that you don't have it figured out. God's got it figured out. If you follow him, he will, he has promised to direct our path. So it built my faith over the years. Those 15 people, uh, they say, you know what? We know you're green, but we're going to hold up your hands and we're going to stick by you because we see your heart is right. We see you trying mm -hmm. and we're going to stick with you. If it, if it never grows, that's fine. We still going to, we're going to stick with you. So those 15 people encouraged me. Uh, to the point where I just kept trying and kept praying and and God kept answering prayer and uh, my faith kept growing. Uh, you never really need faith as long as things are going right. You need faith when things are going wrong. And like many times things went wrong. So I run to the Lord and says, Lord, do you really want me to do this? And God says, go back. Yeah, you made a mistake and yes, you're green. And yes, you don't know, you don't have any experience, but that's what I want. I'm going to take you and I'm going to build you my way. And you're going to preach to a lot of people. I've preached to a lot of people over 37 years. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to encourage so many other pastors by my imperfections. Not by my perfections, by my imperfections, by my mistakes. Some people say, well, leaders are born. I don't think leaders are born. I think leaders are made over a period of time by mistakes. We make mistakes as leaders, but we learn from them and we try to keep from repeating them. So you're not a failure until you quit. And really the only one that can really stop you is you. Just because you make a mistake, you know, God can forgive that and God will forgive you. So 
carry on. Pick yourself up. Go to God. Tell God you made a mistake. Well, he already knows anyway you made a mistake, so you haven't got to tell him. But he'll, he'll forgive you and he'll, he'll continue to use you. So you grew in ministry, being dependent on God through prayer. Obviously, your mistakes drove you through prayer. How did you see God's faithfulness in prayer and just, you know, many people, uh, Rick Warren has said, little prayer, little power. Much prayer, much power. Right. And it seems like in our failures, when we know we need God and we're dependent on Him, there's much power in our ministry because we're always constantly going to Him and praying. How did you see that power go forth? What are some amazing stories that you saw God answer your prayers throughout these years? You know, I told the Lord I would continue to preach as long as the finances came in. I would be, I would know that He still had his hand upon my life and one time we got down to two dollars and 46 cents in the agape <laughs> box and i thought that was it for me because i said lord as long as the money coming in that's a sign to me that you want me to continue to do it but if the money stopped coming in and uh i don't have anybody to preach to i know that the door is closed so and we just prayed about it. We only had $2.46, so we prayed. And the next Sunday, we went to church, and there was a $20,000 check in the agape box. I thought it was $200. I had never seen a $20,000 check before in my life. I didn't know. Well, one of the elders came to me and said, no, you better look again. That's $20,000. I couldn't believe it. So God answered prayer. So I told the Lord, well, I guess I'll preach another week. Uh, I saw your hand, you answered my prayer. And another time God answered my prayer was when we was gonna buy a building. Uh, the building was $325,000, we only had 20. So we didn't even have the down payment. So I thought for sure we was not gonna get that building because Jehovah Witnesses the same day pulled up and had a check for $325,000 the same day. But the pastor of the old church told me that I'm not gonna sell to them. He says, I'm not going to, God told me to sell it to you. I'm going, well, I don't have the money to buy it. He said, well, God told me to wait until you get the money. Uh, He's going to make a way, some kind of way, but I'm not going to sell to them. Well, I went back and told my church I needed $40,000 more because the bank had turned me down. We needed $60,000 for the down payment. I only had twenty. I went back and told my church I needed $40,000 more. And within a couple of months, we had the $40,000. And um, we just paid the church off about six months ago. The church now is free and clear. We don't have any debt. We don't have any credit cards. We haven't got to go in now and set up and take down like we did for 20 years. And now we are able to let other people use our church. Uh, It's been totally a blessing. We've seen the faithfulness of God. I thought I would never... um, have my own building. And sometimes when you're going to step out and do things for the Lord, some people can be very negative. They mean well, mm-hmm. but if you're not careful who you listen to, people can talk you out of your dream because they're not going to do, some of them not going to do anything but talk. But sometimes people can talk you out of your dream by your negativity. Some people said when I bought that church, they said that, oh, you'll never be able to afford the payment because the payment was 1500 a month. You know, I had a small church, and they say, well, there's no way. Some people told me, well, I'll give it three or four months, and, you know, it's going to shut down in three or four months. You're not going to be able to afford it. But 
you got to listen to the Lord because sometimes people will say ne negative things like that uh, because God didn't speak to them. He spoke to you. So you have to listen to the voice of God yourself and do what God tells you to do, regardless of what people say. And I'm so I'm so glad now that um, I listen to the voice of the Lord. So now uh, I'm up in age, you know, and the church is paid for and I'm, I'm able to encourage so many other young pastors who are coming into the ministry because I find they get very uh, discouraged very quickly. Uh, they feel they church should have five or six, seven hundred people within a year or six months. And when that doesn't happen, they get very discouraged. But it doesn't matter how many people you have. It doesn't matter how big your church is. If you're where God wants you to be and doing what God wants you to do, I don't care if you only have 10, 15 people. On that day, God will say, well done, good and faithful servant. Yep. You anybody can be faithful to the 5,000, but can you be faithful to the 50? Can you be faithful to the 30? That is the question. Mm -hmm. Be faithful where God has put you and you will see the hands of the Lord. But your faith is growing all the time and God also will bring good people around you to help you. You can't do it all by yourself. You know, Paul said, look among you faithful men who are able to teach others also. There are faithful men that God will bring to help you run that ministry. Yep. You know, like uh, Jethro told Moses, unless you uh, find some help, you're going to wear yourself out. You can only do so much as one person, and one person cannot run a church by himself. So when you find good guys that, that want to help you, make sure that you delegate. Yep. Uh, just because you're a pastor doesn't mean that you have all the gifts. There's other people who are not pastors that are gifted in other areas that will be able to help you and they can do just as good a job as you can and maybe even better. So I found to look for those people in my fellowship who are more gifted in certain areas than I am and delegate those things, it will make your job a lot easier because you cannot do everything yourself. Ministry is very hard and it can be very stressful and you got to know also, when you need a break, you got to know when it's time for you to step away and take a vacation. Get away from it. Come back to it. When you come back, you're always more fresher when you come back to it. So when you feel like you're getting tired, you feel like you need a break, take a break. You can, it, it's going to be there when you get back. God's going to hold it and delegate it to someone else for a couple of weeks and take a vacation. Take your family on vacation. You'll come back so refreshed. Just try it. Yeah. And what's interesting is it sort of seems like a tangent, like, oh, how did God answer prayer? But the reality is Luke 2.10 tells us the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send people. Yes. And so uh, doing ministry and even having an attitude and posture of prayer, you get dependent on God. Yeah. But you also get dependent on other people because many times God answers prayers through other people. That yeah. check had to come from somewhere. That's right? right. That was a person led by the Holy Spirit. That You stepped out in faith by that building, but that pastor, he said, I heard from God too through prayer. And I love that in community that when you connect your heart with God, well, he is connected and inside of all the believers. And yes. so he can speak and minister and just work in a fresh, amazing way. Well, what about those times where 
God didn't answer your prayers the way you wanted them to. Of course, we always have miracle stories, and we always celebrate that, yeah. and we thank God for that. Yeah. But what about the times when God said no? When God says no, there's a reason. Uh, uh, when God says no, I believe God can work through open doors, and God can show His perfect will through closed doors. So if that door is closed for now, it could open later, but maybe it's just not the right time right now. It could be a year, it could be five years, we don't know. But God is building the church. He says, I will build my church. And He knows when it's time. And He knows what He's doing. So, when God says no, I just, says, I just say to myself, okay, well, you know, your will be done. And I found out that I can't I can't keep it together. I can't keep a church together. It's a free country. On our street alone in Tacoma, Washington, there are seven churches on the same street. So people basically can go to any church they want. And most people that I talk to uh, in Washington, they never heard of a Calvary Chapel. They have different backgrounds. They don't know who Chuck Smith is. But that, don't, that doesn't matter. We minister to whoever comes through the door, whether we have 10 people or whether we have 20. I used to be up and down. If I had, when I had a good crowd on Sunday mornings, I would be so encouraged. Oh boy, oh boy, the church is growing, the church is growing. And then the next Sunday, I only got 15 people. Then I'm back down again. I'm back in the slumps, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, the Holy Spirit says, stop doing that. You know, you be faithful to whoever God brings in the door. It's not by your power or by your might, it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And if you're dependent upon Him all the way, no matter if it's good Sundays, bad Sundays, who comes, who goes, trials or whatever, your, got, your eyes have got to be continually looking to Him and trusting Him. It will take a lot of stress off of you. If you in ministry, if you're a pastor, are you thinking about going into ministry? Um, 37 years ago, I had a Baptist pastor tell me, he says, you know what? Uh, I've been in ministry for 50-something years, 55 years or so. He said, but let me tell you something right now. He said, if you don't have faith in God completely, he says, get out right now. Get out. Because many times, you're not going to see your way out. Many times, you're not, you don't know what's going to happen. Many times, you're going to have situations come up, and you don't know what to do. You got to be looking unto God all the time. And I think that's the way God wants it. God wants us to depend upon Him all the time and not ourselves. And you know, it's very easy to get proudful, think that we got it together, which we don't. The Bible said God resists the proud but give grace to the humble. So, you know, if we think that we got it wired, God's going to show us that we don't. So continue to be encouraged. Get around other pastors, other Christians that can encourage you. Yeah. Uh, I share also my mistakes, my failures uh, in ministry because I've gone to so many conferences where you, you hear all these success stories where people say they've never made a mistake. They've done everything right, which I don't believe anyway. <laughs> but uh, I, I share my mistakes. I share my faults. I try to be transparent 
and let people see, hey, this is what it is. What you see is what you get. I mean, if God wants to make me uh, something different, he would have before he called me. He's still changing me, though, to make me uh, more like him as I walk with him. Yeah. So keep moving forward. Keep praying, asking God for help. Keep throwing all those cares up on him because the Bible says he cares for you. And you're not in this thing alone. He's right there with you. Whether you feel his presence or whether you don't, in the good time, in the bad time. You can be in a, in a storm. God is with you. So don't get discouraged. And so how do you practically implement prayer as a discipline in your life and also with the people you're discipling, your church, and just those leaders around you? Well, you know, Spurgeon said, I pity the pastor that doesn't pray. Spurgeon said, matter of fact, I discourage people from going into the ministry unless they are compelled by God himself to go into the ministry. Uh, ministry is not easy. Ministry is work. And you have to be a prayer warrior. Jesus said uh, we should always pray and not to get discouraged, not to faint. And prayer is, should be just as natural as breathing. Every time a situation comes up, you take it to the Lord in prayer. Every time you begin to get stressed or get worried or you have a trial or whatever, you go right to the Lord in prayer. Mm -hmm. And it takes, they say, uh, there is a cure for worry. And that cure is prayer. You'll find out when you pray and give it to God, uh, you feel so much better on the inside. You'd be more peaceful. Because I don't think God wants us to be in ministry and be miserable. I think He wants to bless us. But, and I think sometimes we choose to carry things that God doesn't really want us to carry. He wants, he wants to help us. He wants to carry us. He said, my yoke is easy and burden is light. So you might be carrying some things that, you know, he doesn't want you to carry. So get those things to him because he's able and we can't do it without his help. Yeah. So how has prayer helped you give you peace? Well, the more I pray, the more peace I have. Uh, when I pray and give it to him, uh, I admit that I don't have the answers and I can't do it. And I have that inner peace that God gives me. Uh, or, you know, it's a, it's a choice. I can choose to carry all those things and get burdened down and lose my joy and lose my happiness and mm -hmm. get all depressed. And, or I can choose to give it to Him and let Him carry it. I think it's a choice that we have to make as leaders. So how do you teach the leaders that you lead to cultivate prayer in their own life? I tell my leaders, unless you pray, uh, nothing is going to happen. Prayer moves the hand of God. And they say a proud person can't pray. That's how you can tell if a person is proud because that person's prayer life is not good. That person thinks that they can do it on their own. But if you will pray, you'll find out that you would be more peaceful, you'll worry less, and you'll be much more happier because now you put it in God's court, not yours.
Well, any uh, any last word of encouragement about prayer, about ministry you just want to share and, and close our time together with? Well, back on this prayer, when, when God gives you the answer, accept, accept the answer. If it's no, accept it. Uh, he's got some better, and God knows what He's doing. If we follow the no one day, it could be a yes. But right now, He has you what well, He has you right now, but that could always change later. So stay the course until God redirects you. If He wants you to do something different, he can always get you from where you are to where you're supposed to be. He has a way of doing that. He knows who you are. He knows whose you are. He knows where you are. And He can always get in touch with you. As you spend that quality time with Him, He will direct you. So stay close to Him. That's number one. He's got whatever you need. So stay close. All right. Well... That's the beautiful thing about prayer is we get to have fellowship with God because of what Jesus did on the cross. We can now boldly go before Him to receive grace and mercy. And uh, it is a privilege to pray. It's a privilege to pray that we need to remember that as leaders, that we don't just get to teach all these biblical truths, but we get to practice them ourselves, be disciples, and implement those things. Because I think the best thing about our leadership is we lead by example. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing is we actually get to practice these disciplines as a part of our leadership and so we would encourage you to practice prayer know that we are praying for you and uh, thank you so much my father joe williams sharing about prayer and the importance of prayer in ministry well again i'm really appreciative of him uh, of my dad doing all this different stuff teaching me these important lessons not just on camera but behind the scenes and in real life uh, he's truly a blessing so big shout out to him if he's listening I love you daddy yes I'm a grown man I still call you daddy and uh, it's awesome to be able to know him and serve Jesus alongside of him he's given me a lot of advice and wisdom and I'm very appreciative of him and his leadership and just a joy to know him in that capacity um, I thought the last one piece of advice video would be great by my friend Rodney Wilkinson. Uh, he's a great friend, a prayer partner. He pastors at Gospel Fellowship in Boynton Beach, Florida. Uh, locally, we get together and pray. Uh, he's my boy. Uh, it's good to have people in your life that can hold you accountable, that you can just encourage and, and you know, um, just be close with. I think it's, he's one of the few people that calls me Danny sometimes, or Dan. You know, like my mom calls me Dan. Uh, and he'll, he'll be like, yo, what up, Dan? And so um, it's just awesome to be able to serve God with him. And he gives his one piece of advice on family. And so I thought I'd link that up uh, to be able to say, hey, just spend time with your family. Don't neglect your family in ministry. Um, you know, this is one of the reasons why I've done seasons. 24 episodes for 24 weeks is a long time. And so what I've done is done them in seasons, not overdo myself. I'll take a season break and at that time I'll work on this and still be processing, interviewing, doing all this different stuff. But I don't want to do too much because I still want to be with my family. I want to take care of them, love them, serve them. And so I think this was a solid piece of advice. I think it was appropriate and it matches up with not only prayer and ministry, but hearing an interview from my dad, understanding that I'm going into a season break and just finishing 2019 strong investing in season three, investing in my family, and uh, not overdoing it. Uh, I was encouraged by this one piece of advice. I know you will as well. Here is uh, Rod from Gospel Fellowship with his one piece of advice. You're listening 
to One Piece of Advice, brought to you by eeleaders.com, a ministry to encourage and equip church leaders. Hey, how you doing? I'm Rodney Wilkinson from Gospel Fellowship Church here in Boynton Beach, Florida, and I got one piece of advice. Um, I grew up um, the son of a preacher, and, and unfortunately, I saw a lot of stuff happen behind the scenes, and uh, my parents' marriage ended in divorce. Um, I think it's a miracle of God that a lot of my siblings are loving Jesus and still want to be in the church. Um, my one piece of advice is, man, in all of your running and all of your getting and all of your church planting and all of your leading, don't leave your family behind. If you're if you're a guy, don't leave your wife behind. Um, please create create balance in your schedule. If you're overworking, here's what you're probably not trusting, that Jesus is the shepherd of the church anyway. Like he's the one that does the work. The Holy Spirit is actively involved in the people that you're leading. Trust God to be faithful to his people and you be faithful to what he's primarily called you to be faithful to. And that's your family. If you're if you're if you're a lady listening to this, man, in all of your ministry endeavors in, in, in whatever sphere God has you working, man, don't honor people at the church and come home and dishonor your husband or neglect your children. I want to encourage you to take care of home and let ministry come out of kind of flood out of your house, not uh, just give everything out of uh, to ministry and then your house goes empty and, and your children are neglected. Uh, it's, it's a sad event when children grow up in the church, uh, in the home of ministry leaders, and then grow up and want nothing to do with the church. And so my encouragement to you, uh, pastor, leader, whoever you are, male, female, take care of your home, love your spouse, date nights are a must, do whatever it takes for you guys to stay connected at the hip. This is Rodney Wilkinson from God's Fellowship Church in Boynton Beach. Love you, praying for you. God bless you. Well, uh, we're coming to a close. Season finale. It's weird. I don't know. I, I, I have mixed feelings about this. I'm really excited about a break. It's going to be awesome. I'm already working on great content. I have a couple of interviews already lined up, already recorded, a couple of guest lessons and things that I'm thinking through. Um, and so I'm excited to bring you new content, but at the same time, I really like breaks, don't you? Isn't it nice to take a rest, to take a break? And so I'm praying through when we'll launch season three. My expectation is early 2020, um, just because of it's not wise really to launch and do it during Christmas time and all different stuff. And I want to take an extended break in that season to spend time with my family, you know, just trying to take wisdom from my buddy Rod. And uh, But don't you worry. Um, we're going to keep on um, bringing you great content. Really feel the Lord's leading me to do season three. And so we're just going to step out, do it, have some fun new things for you, plan through that. And uh, man, it's been a joy to be able to talk to you. I hope that's what it sort of seems like. Um, I'm doing one takes. Ad, uh, just ad-libbing it, just asking the Holy Spirit to use me to minister, to encourage and equip you. Um, I don't even know sometimes how many people are listening, but I do know that God has uh, brought you 
to this point, to listen even to this episode for a reason. He has a great purpose and plan for your life. He loves you and cares for you, and you are doing a great work for Him by doing the things He's called you to do. It's it's about worship. It's about the glory of God, and what a joy it is to be able to uh, encourage you through this process, to, to talk about real stuff in ministry, um, and just to talk uh, through these things that apply to us as church leaders and to focus our eyes on Jesus. And so, man, know that on this season break, I'm praying for you. I'm still working uh, on ways to bless you. Uh, I'll be making sure I still uh, text a lot of you guys uh, in locally in our area, getting together with um you know, coffee and lunches and Church United stuff and those ty- these type of things. But um, as far as the Leadership Lessons podcast goes, we're about to say goodbye, adios, ciao, arrivederci, uh, Dios le bendiga. It's about to be done, final season two. Thank you so much to all of my friends, pastors, uh, lay leaders, church leaders, youth pastors, worship leaders, all these guys that have come on this podcast this last season. It has been truly a blessing. I'm honored for people to be able to share their wisdom with us and to bless not only you, but bless me. I'm very grateful for our friendship, how we've grown. And uh, again, know that I am praying for you. I really appreciate your time. I hope these have been beneficial. You can continue to update Follow us on social media and you'll see when we're going to start season three. Uh, you can go to eleaders.com, get all the right addresses for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And until next season, man, may the Lord richly bless you. I'm praying for you. I appreciate everything you're doing. And remember, there's nothing greater to do than the things God has called you to do. We'll see you next season. Thank you so much for listening to this Leadership Lessons podcast. You can watch all the episodes and get all the show notes at eeleaders.com. If this podcast was a blessing to you, I would love for you to share it with your friends on social media. You can find us on social media at eeleaders. You can also help us spread the word by simply writing a review on iTunes or Google Play. My hope for you with this podcast is that it will encourage you and equip you to continue to serve Jesus. Because remember, there's nothing better than doing what God has called you to do.